Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, the 2nd, 2022, as we welcome you once again to the WCWS HQ here in Trinity, North Carolina, as we get set to bring you episode number 291 of the WCWS Radio Network's weekly pop culture review show. This is, of course, WCWS Outside the Ropes. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WCWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get set to, of course, <coughs> uh, bring you, of course, uh, our pop culture news and reviews courtesy of our friends at 411mania.com. We will also, ladies and gentlemen, take a look at tonight's pop culture history and birthday report and also to get you ready for episode 1101 of Revolution later tonight. We will. We'll, of course, be bringing you, of course, some some uh, little wrestling news tidbits, also courtesy of 411 Mania here this evening as well. Wish to chime in, <coughs> excuse me, if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we, that we had to talk about here, of course, this evening, please feel free, of course, to give us a call. The phone number, as always, 1-605-562-0444, caller ID one one four one three eight seven pound and press that one if you wish to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening before we go to lebanmania.com with some of your pop culture uh, uh news and views here tonight let's now go ahead and proceed of course to uh check it up on some headlines of course courtesy of our friends at cnn by of course ladies and gentlemen by checking in with the amazon echo dot and, then, and, of course, the way to bring you that news off of the Echo Dot is simply like this. Alexa, current news. Chad, here's your news from CNN. Hello from CNN. 
I'm Afama Dike with the five things you need to know for Wednesday, February 2nd. The Pentagon says 3,000 U.S. troops will be deployed to Eastern Europe, divided between Poland, Germany, and Romania to support NATO allies and deter Russia from invading Ukraine. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby says the moves, which would happen in the coming days, are imminent, and that these forces are not going to fight in Ukraine. Kirby says the deployment doesn't mean that the U.S. believes Russian President Vladimir Putin has decided to invade Ukraine or any other country, but that if he does, there's going to be consequences for that. It's difficult to know exactly what's in Mr. Putin's head. Obviously, we don't know and we don't think that he's made a final decision one way or another with respect to military action in, in Ukraine. But it is because he has shown no signs of de-escalating that has led to concerns amongst our nation. Likely on the eastern flank there, bordering Russia, that sort of prompted these decisions to move these forces. Kirby says that the troops being deployed are separate from the 8,500 troops put on heightened alert last week. He says the Pentagon is not ruling out the possibility that there will be more troops deployed in the coming days. Former Justice Department official Jeffrey Clark met today with the House Select Committee investigating the January 6th insurrection. Clark is key to the panel's investigation. One of the officials within the Justice Department pushing to pursue unfounded claims of voter fraud in the weeks after the 2020 election. Clark was seen entering a meeting room Wednesday in a building on the Capitol complex where the committee has routinely been interviewing witnesses. It comes two months after the panel voted to hold him in contempt for his lack of cooperation. CNN President Jeff Zucker has resigned over what he says was an undisclosed relationship with a colleague. Zucker made the announcement today to employees. He didn't mention his colleague's name, but the relationship is with Allison Gullist, his key lieutenant for the last two decades. Gullist is staying at CNN. In the memo, Zucker says he was asked about his relationship with Gullist as part of an investigation into former CNN anchor Chris Cuomo's tenure with the company. Zucker says he was wrong for not disclosing the relationship, which he says evolved in recent years when it began as required by company policy. In a statement, Gullist says she read that they closed their relationship at the right time. In an email to staffers, Jason Kyler, CEO of CNN's parent company, Warner Media, said three senior executives will leave CNN until the merger with Discovery is complete. This is a presidential White House priority, period. President Joe Biden announced today that he'll be relaunching the White House's cancer moonshot. It's an Obama-era initiative aimed at accelerating the in the fight against cancer. The goal is to reduce the death rate from cancer by at least 50% over the next 25 years. Get a screening schedule, whether it's in the office at home or through telehealth visit, because the Affordable Care Act now will cover most private insurance plans as well as Medicare and Medicaid to cover the recommended preventive care screening free of charge. Both Biden and Vice President Kamala Harris spoke about losing loved ones to cancer. In 15, Bo Biden, the president's oldest son, died at age 46 after battling brain cancer. Next, an NFL team with a new name. Not running your business on NetSuite is like trying to sink a putt with a cap pulled over your eyes. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one cloud financial system, giving you visibility and control over your financials, inventory, budgeting, and more, all in one place. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. 
Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite. For the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash briefing. Welcome back. The time is now. You can pout all you want, but the change is here and change is good. That's one fan of the NFL's Washington, D.C. franchise celebrating after the team named today, the Washington Commanders. The team ditched its former name because of racist connotations amidst a nationwide reckoning with terms and symbols deemed insensitive to indigenous communities. The team has been competing as the Washington football team for the last two seasons. The Commanders will continue to use the team's burgundy and gold colors. That's all for now. We'll be back at 11 p.m. Eastern time with the latest headlines whenever you want them and wherever you are. Alexa, stop. We do, of course, thank our friends, of course, at CNN and also the Amazon Echo Doc for helping provide those stories here tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, always be sure to check out the Amazon Echo Dot, of course, a very useful research tool. When, of course, checking up on your latest news, also your weather. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, if you need some information, if you're not near your computer or smartphone, it will help you, of course, find out some very important stuff you need for everything from interview to anything uh, to any uh, facts for a report at your job or, of course, a uh, child's uh, school project. Also, of course, if you order anything off of Amazon.com, uh, it will also keep you keep track, of course, of everything of, of anything that you order. Let you know about when when it has been shipped and when it should arrive at your home. Be sure to check out the Amazon Echo Dot here today, the preferred research tool of the WS Radio Network. Also, ladies and gentlemen, on a side note here about that last story about the foot about the change in the name of the of the team for uh, Washington. Uh, the thing about it is. Uh, <clears throat> While of course this was a, this was of course the reasoning behind all this was because of the former name of the of the team being of course a little bit, uh, you know, just you know them saying that it was a, it was a move of course to, uh, it was saying it was being disrespectful to Native Americans. I personally, ladies and gentlemen, do not do not agree in that. Of course, that statement and all, and furthermore, of course. Um, to what that last statement was uh, saying, saying that, uh, you know, the change is here, the change is good. Uh, to, to that statement, I, I pretty much say this. Uh, sometimes, you know, as they always say, if it's not, if it's never broke place, then don't even try to even fix it. So my personal point of view is I think it's, I think it's a very stupid name. And, <clears throat> and furthermore, like I said, uh, why they decided to keep, of course, the legendary colors. Uh, really, like I said, that the team in Washington, D.C., with respect to, of course, one of our own members who is a fan of that team. Um, <clears throat> uh, like I said, whoever came up with that, all that in Garfield the Cat needs to be drug out to the street and shot. So that's my own personal point of view on that. Now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go ahead and check up on some of your pop, other pop culture news and views, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania, of course, the WCW US Radio Network. <clears throat> uh, of course, all, uh, thanks our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, of course, in addition to right here on Outside the Ropes. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Revolution, Bullhack Raw Radio, 
as well as, of course, uh, <clears throat> uh, Power Hour WCWUS this morning, as, as well as, of course, Wrestling Revisited, Wrestling Debate, and also, of course, on Sports Machine. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we hope to get a lot more of our shows up and going in 2022. We hope to, of course, <clears throat> we hope we hope to, of course, like I said, uh, um, <clears throat> uh, to utilize 411 Mania and more of that. And, of course, I will say one more time, ladies and gentlemen, the statement I did make, of course, here just now about the about the new name of the Washington football team. Uh, that is my personal opinion, and a lot of people may agree or disagree with me on that statement. But personally, like I said, that is my opinion, and that's and my opinion only. And like I said, everyone has a right to agree or disagree with that statement. <clears throat> our next, our first from Four Eleven Mania is coming to us from Jeremy Thomas, as the se- as season four of Titans cast uh joseph morgan as brother blood the next season of titans is getting underway with a vampire diaries star set to play brother blood deadline reports that joseph morgan best known for his role of klaus mickelson on the vampire diaries and the originals will play the titans incarnation of blood in the upcoming fourth season Blood is described as an introvert with a strong intelligence and a hidden darker nature in the show. Additionally, Franca Patente from Roll Lola Run will play Mae Bennett slash Mother Mayhem, who is is described as a natural leader who always carries a threat of violence with her, a predator in human form with an unfeathered belief in her mission in the world. Finally, Lisa Mnar, I'm sorry if I mispronounced that name, will play the recurring role of Jinx, which is a quick-witted criminal loner and a master of dark magic with a joy for manipulating others and creating chaos while doing it. Morgan took to Twitter to confirm his to, to confirm his ca- uh, casting. <clears throat> of course, Titans ended Season 3 with most of the Titans team back together after uniting the battle of Scarecrow, played by Vincent, Vincent Carthizer, uh, who had a killed then insurrected jason todd as the red hood and his plans to destroy gotham uh, as him as in gotham city the third season starred brendan uh the weights as dick grayson slash nightwing and a diop as Corey anders slash sarf slash starfire tegan croft as rachel roth slash raven ryan potter as gar logan slash beast boy connor leslie as donna troy girl Curran Walters as Jason Todd slash Red Hood, Joshua Orvin as Connor Kent slash Superboy, Alan Richson as Hank Hall slash Hawk, and Minka Kelly as Dawn Granger, otherwise, uh, uh, and her alter ego, Dove. So we can't wait to see how that show will pop up, of course, uh, when it comes back here, of course, here very, very soon. Our next story here, ladies and gentlemen, Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Monday as Netflix has released the first trailer for the new incarnation of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie releases on Netflix next month, and the service has released the bloody first trailer. The preview for the new entry is in the Slasher franchise is on this page if you wish to check it out. The trailer introduces us to our young group of teens and young adults, including Melody, Lila, and Ruth, 
who head to the apparently abandoned town of Harlow. There they find themselves being stalked by Leatherface. Fortunately, they appear to have some help in the survivor of the original massacre in Sally Hardesty, who's offering up some real 2018 Halloween Laurie Strode vibes as she, as she seeks revenge against Leatherface. The film hits Netflix on February the 18th and is described as follows. Melody, played by Sarah, Sarah Yarkin, her teenage sister, Lila C. Fisher, and her friends Dante, played by Jacob Lattimore, and Ruth, played by Nell Hudson, head to the remote town of Harlow, Texas, to start an idealistic new business venture, but their dream soon turns into a waking nightmare when they accidentally disrupt the home of Leatherface, the deranged serial killer whose blood-soaked legacy continues to haunt the area's residents, including Sally Hardesty, played by Alwyn Foray, the sole survivor of his infamous 1903 massacre, who's hell-bent on seeking revenge. So you, so you can, of course, check out that trailer on this page right here if you wish to check that out. And, of course, a great movie for what it appears, of course, for you um, uh, horror fans out there, indeed. Jeremy Thomas posted this story on Sunday. Yes, as Grant as Grant Gustin is close to a deal, season nine of The Flash. It looks as if The Flash is nearing a renewal at the CW with star Grant Gustin close to a deal to return. Deadline reports that Gustin, who has played Barry Allen for the whole of the for the whole of, of the Arrowverse's run is finalizing a new contract to return as the character which will clear the way for the network to announce a ninth season. Gustin was reportedly offered a multi-year deal to return. The deal he is just for one season. A ninth season would make The Flash the longest-running Arrowverse show on the network, putting it past Arrow's eight seasons. The new contract will provide Gustin with a sizable pay increase and a salary believed to be over $200,000 per episode. The Flash is complimented by fellow CWDC series Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman, and also Superman and Lois. A new series focusing on David Ramsey's John Diggle is also in development where he's a mentor to, to five young metahumans who are undercover as freshmen at a prestigious university. We cannot wait to see how that will turn out. Jeremy Thomas posted this story once again, and also as James Gunn says that Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 will be the end of the current roster. The third Guardians of the Galaxy film will be the last to feature the current lineup of James Gunn. Gunn is writing and directing the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which is set to release on May 5th, 2023, and recently spoke with Deadline's Hero Nation podcast about the film, here are a couple of highlights about that. On Guardians 3 being the end of our lineup, James Gunn says, this is the end for us. The last time people will see this team of Guardians. On the film's tone and scope, Gunn says it's big, it's it's so, it's so big and dark and different from what people might be expecting it to be. I just want to be true to the characters, the story, and give people the wrap-up that they deserve for the story. That's always a little bit scary. I'm doing my best. I'm aware that the third film in most trilogy sucks, but not always. So, 
kind of probably try to break that uh, that habit of bad sequels, I guess. But some sequels are okay, but some people, but there are others that are not as big, obviously. This story came out also on Sunday as season two of Heels is set to begin filming in March. The second season of, of, of Heels from, from the Stars Network, season two, yeah, this, yeah, second season, yeah, will begin production this March. PW Insider reports that the wrestling drama will begin filming in Georgia in March, with several actors for the show already started training to prepare for the season. Heels, of course, star Stephen Amell as Jack Spade, the main heel and owner of the fictional Duffy Wrestling League in, in Georgia. The first season was a hit for stars and was renewed for a second season back in November. The first season was described as follows. Set in a tightly knit Georgia community story of two brothers, played by Amell and Alexander Ludwig, chasing their dreams of becoming professional wrestlers and the people in their orbit, Heels is a gripping drama that tells the story of small-town America like nothing else. Hear them discuss the making of the show, their intensive training, blurring the line between heroes and villains for he- for he- or heels, as they're called in the wrestling world, stories from behind the scenes, and also more. So we can't wait to see how, how the season of Heels will pop up, of course, when it, when it takes place next, next month. This story came out on Sunday as well, as Spider-Man No Way Home spends his sixth week at number one, and the newest Scream movie hits $100 million worldwide. And we'll just go directly, ladies and gentlemen, to the to the list, of course, <coughs> uh, to, to the list, of course, right here. Uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, like I said, $11 million this past weekend. $735.9 million total, $1.738 billion worldwide. Number two, Scream, $7.4 million this weekend, $62.1 million total so far, $100.2 million worldwide. Number three, Scene 2, $4.8 million this week this, this past weekend. $134.5 million total so far, $267.9 million worldwide. Number four, Redeeming Love, $1.9 million this weekend, $6.5 million total so far, $6.6 million worldwide. Number five, The King's Man, $8 million this weekend, $34 million so far, $114.4 million worldwide. Number six, the three the three fifty five, one point four million this weekend, thirteen point one million total so far, twenty one point three million dollars worldwide. Number seven, American Underdog, one point two million, twenty four point eight million dollars total so far, and twenty four point eight dollars worldwide. Number eight, making another return to the list, Ghostbusters Afterlife. $770,000 this weekend, $128.1 million total so far, $196.1 million worldwide. Number nine, Licorice Pizza, $691,186, $11.8 million total so far, $19 million worldwide. 
And number 10, West Side Story, $614,000, million total so far, and $61.4 million worldwide. Keep in mind, ladies and gentlemen, Ghostbusters Afterlife came out back in November. Here we are already in February. That is tremendous how that movie had. I mean, a lot of people, like I said, were, you could really tell that from my point of view, from my perspective, that a lot of people were, were waiting to see, of course, the return of, of course, the original Ghostbusters story, you know, and of course they had, there was Richard, and I think this was originally supposed to, supposed to come out in the summer of 2020, and they didn't even release it until November of this past year. So, absolutely shocking. Jeremy Thomas posted this story back on, it looks like, I believe, on Friday, as a live-action Masters of the Universe movie moves to Netflix, and Kyle Allen has been cast as He-Man. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard me correctly. The live-action Masters of the Universe has found a new home at Netflix and a new He-Man. Deadline reports that the feature film based on the Mattel toy and media franchise has left Sony where it's been in development for some time and not primed for a summer start at Netflix. Sony will keep the film's rights in China, but Netflix otherwise will control the rights and thus distribution. Adam and Aaron Need, the, who, did, who, took, who, who uh, brought, brought us to Lost City, are still directing the film from a script they wrote alongside David Callahan who did Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. In addition, Kyle Allen from West Side Story and American Horror Story is now set to star Adam and his alter ego He-Man in the film. The movie, foc- the movie focuses on Adam, an orphan who learns he is who learns is a prince destined to be the savior of a faraway land and must quickly learn of his power and the importance of saving his true home from an evil force. Masters of the Universe is an iconic property that shaped the imaginations of an entire generation of kids with the message of becoming the best version of yourself, which was said by Robbie Brennan, producer of Mattel Films. With our partners at Netflix, we look forward to showing audiences that anything can happen in Eternia. We are continuing to unlock this global franchise in new ways, and we can't wait to see Kyle battle it out with Skeletor in this epic live-action saga. Producers Todd Black, Jason Blumenthal, and Steve Tisch added, we've always been inspired by the fantastic world of Eternia. The movie has been 14 years in the making for us and our partner and our partners, and we are so excited to tell an entire story from Masters of the Universe with the Knee Brothers and Dave Callahan for Mattel and Netflix and share it with a global audience. Netflix previously released a Masters of the Universe animated series in Kevin Smith's Masters of the Universe Revelation. Of course, obviously, ladies and gentlemen, this is a far cry if you if you remember from how they did the cartoon back in the nineteen eighties. So of course I mean, I'm glad that they haven't forgotten about the franchise, but again, this something that's probably a piece of property that they probably should not have changed in the first place. But that's my personal opinion. <coughs> Excuse me, Joe. Uh, story came out, of course, once again on Friday, as once again a new poster for the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie teases the re- teases return of the face of madness. The next, 
Next Chainsaw Massacre arrives on Netflix next month, and a new poster is hyping the return of the face of madness. Netflix released a new poster of Im- poster image, <laughs> excuse me, for the film, which features an obscure look at this film's Leatherface. You can check it out right here on this page. The new film was directed by David Blue Garcia from a script from Chris Thomas Devlin, and also, uh, uh, and of course, and of course, uh, said involved in the movie. Uh, Elsie Fisher, Sarah Yarkin, Mark Burnham, Mo Dunford, Owen Foray, Alice Krieg, Jacob Lattimore, Neil Hudson, Jessica Allen, Sam Douglas, William Hope, and Jolong Coy. Of course, arriving on February on February the 18th, of course, which, which will be coming up here soon. On Netflix, it is described as follows. So I meant to say this month. I apologize. <coughs> Melody played Yar- Yarkin, her teenage... <coughs> Excuse me. Melody, played by Sarah Yarkin, her teenage sister Lila, played by Elsie Fisher, and her friends Dante, Jacob Lattimore, and Ruth, played by Nell Hudson, head to the remote town of Harlow, Texas, to start an idealistic new business venture, but the dream soon turns into a waking nightmare when they accidentally disrupt the home of Leatherface, a deranged serial killer whose blood-soaked legacy continues to haunt the area's residents, including Sardesty, played by Owen Foray, the sole survivor of the of his infamous 1973 massacre, who's hell bent on seeking revenge. Netflix posted on their Twitter account at Netflix Film back on Friday said the exclusive poster for Texas Chainsaw Massacre is here. Leatherface arrives on Netflix February 18th. Don't miss the new trailer coming soon on January the 31st, which of course was on Monday. And there's a picture, of course, I believe of the poster this on this tweet if you want to go back and check it out. Our next story right here, folks. Jeremy Thomas posted this story as back on Friday as Jason Momoa is in talks to join Fast and Furious 10. We can count Jason Momoa on as the latest of today's big action stars to rev up for the Fast and Furious franchise. THR reports that the stars in final talks to join the penultimate installment of the main Fast franchise, which has the working title of simply Fast and Furious 10. Plot details are being kept under wraps, but the report notes that Momoa could be playing one of the film's villains. He would join a cast that includes Vin Diesel, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, and Sung Kang, with Char- Charlie's Theron to return in her role as the villainous Cypher. Momoa is the latest big-name star to join the franchise. We've just seen everyone from Jason Statham and John Cena to Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Helen Mirren appear. The franchise has two more installments in the main franchise planned, with additional spinoffs in the work, including a Hobbs and Shaw sequel starring Statham and uh, Johnson and a spinoff centered on Charlie Theron's character. Fast and Furious 10 is set for a May 19, 2020 release. So we'll definitely have to be, of course, be on the definitely have to, of course, be on our toes on that. <clears throat> and of course, one more quick, one more story right here. Jeremy Thomas posted the story on Friday as Nathan Drake rides flying pirate ships. And goes tomb raiding in a new Uncharted trailer. Uncharted arrives in theaters in under a month, 
and then receives Nathan Drake in the heat of action. Sony Pictures has released a new trailer for the video game adaptation. You can check it out right here on this page. The trailer features new footage of Nathan, played by Tom Holland, as he goes off on a globe-trotting treasure hunt with Sully, played by Mark Wahlberg, who may or who he may or may not be able to trust. It also features some big action set pieces, including a sequence involving airlifted pirate ships. The adaptation of the Naughty Dog game franchise, directed by Ruben, from a script by Ray Judkins, Art Mar- Art Markham, and uh, Matt Holloway. It stars Holland, Wahlberg, Sophia Ali, Tati Gabrielle, and Antonio Banderas, and will arrive on February the 18th of this year. The synopsis reads, of course, as follows. Street smart thief Nathan Drake, played by Tom Holland, is recruited by seasoned treasure hunter Victor Sully Sullivan, played by Mark Wahlberg, to a fortune lost by Ferdinand Magellan 500 years ago. What starts as a heist job for the duo becomes a globe-trotting white-knuckle race to reach the prize before the ruthless Moncada, played by Antonio Banderas, who believes he and his family are the rightful heirs. If Nate and Sully can decipher the clues and solve one of the world's oldest mysteries, they stand to find $5 billion in treasure and perhaps even Nate's long-lost brother, but only if they can learn to work together. You can share, of course, right here for this on here if you wish to, of course, pull that up. And now, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it, of course, with your, with some pop culture news and views, of course, here uh, from the last several days here, of course, here today to keep you up, keep you up to speed. <clears throat> we do once again thank our friends at 411 Mania for bringing that here to our attention here tonight. One six zero five five six two zero four four four, caller ID one three eight seven pound. This is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, episode number 291 of WCWS Outside the Ropes. Like we said, this is Wednesday, February 2nd, 2022. Mr. WCWS, Chad Henshaw, of course, here on the line here with you as we, of course, as we, of course, like I said, continue on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, of course, I will go ahead and point out here, uh, coming up here to episode 01, of WCWS Revolution 138055 pound. As we, of course, will, in addition to our news and views and history and birthdays. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me. News and views, history and birthdays, of course, we'll talk about last night's edition of NXT. Also, some results coming in that, that coming in from Tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about the mixed tag team match and both of the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches from this past Saturday's event. So be sure to listen in and all on that. One three eight zero five five pound coming up here, of course, at nine o'clock here. One three eight zero five five pound here for episode eleven oh one of WWUS Revolution. Ladies and gentlemen, I do have to step away for just one quick moment. I will be here momentarily.
Ladies and gentlemen, my humblest apologies here, but we're back on that with episode 291 of WCWS Outside the Ropes. Let's go ahead and continue by, of course, bringing you, of course, your pop culture, history, and birthday reports here, of course, for today, February the 2nd. And, of course, like I said, uh, general pop culture, of course, as well as uh, history and birthdays, of course, stemming from uh, music, uh, movies, television, and also sports. On this date in 1653, New Amsterdam becomes a city, is later renamed, of course, New York. On this day in 1848, the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo ends, ends, the, ends the Mexican War. The United States acquires Texas, California, New Mexico, and Arizona for $15 million. On a state in 1901, Queen Victoria's funeral takes place at St. George's Chapel in Windsor Castle, Castle in England. On a state in 1922, James Joyce's Ulysses is first published by Sylvia Beach in Paris, and it prints out 1,000, they sell 1,000 copies. On a state in 1943, German Sixth Army after a battle of Stalingrad and a major turning point in Europe during World War II. And all this day in 1971, Idi Amin ousts Milton Abote and appoints himself president and or, of course, dictator of Uganda. Today, one moment from movies and television here on this day in 1974, Robert, Robert Streisand's first number one hit, of course, The Way We Work, premieres. Today in three on this date in 2014, Super Bowl XLV III in MetLife Stadium, East Rutherford, New Jersey. The Seattle Seahawks defeat the Denver Broncos 42 to 8. The MVP was Malcolm Smith of Seattle, as of course he is a linebacker. On this date in 1935, Leonard Keeler uses his first first uses his polygraph machine on criminals later convicted of assault on a Finding Portage, Wisconsin. Some birthdays to speak up, of course, here, ladies and gentlemen. Talleyrand <clears throat> uh, was born on this date in 1754. He would pass away in 1838. Uh, Jane, uh, of course, uh, let me see, what was that? James Joyce, who, of course, was reprinted up U- Ulysses, was born on this day in 1882. He would pass away in 1941. One, Frank Lloyd, I'm not sure if it's Frank Lloyd right, but I think Frank Lloyd uh, was born on this date in 1886. He would pass away in 1960. Antonio uh, Signy was born on this date in 1891. He would pass away in 1972. Uh, legendary, I believe, football great George Hallis was born on this date in 1895. He would pass away in 1983. And Goon High today turns 70 years old. Uh, some other birthdays to bring you, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one, one, legend, one of the legendary members of Charlie's Angels, of course, the, the great Farrah Fawcett, was born on this date in 1947. Sadly, she would pass away in 2009. Um, uh, uh, a, a lady she might normally see on the Food Network, of course, ladies and gentlemen, she was 
the show Contessa. Ina Garden today turns 74 and legendary. Uh, and of course, also a, a, a great uh, pop singer in Shakira today turns 45. On the day in 1892, the longest boxing match under modern rules, 77 rounds in Namoki, Illinois, between Harry Sharp and Frank Crosby. Some weddings to speak up here, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I was saying 1870 writer Samuel Leghorn Clemens, of course, you might know him as Mark Twain. He wrote, of course, Tom Sawyer, Huckleberry Finn, and other others, who was 34 at the time, marries Olivia Langdon, who was 24 at the time, in Elmira, New York. On this day, 1904, blues singer Gertrude Pridgett marries comic William Rainey. And on this date in 1936, physicist Emilio G. Segre, who was 31 at the time, marries Jewish woman uh, Elfried Spiro at the Great Synagogue of Rome in Italy. Some passings that took place on this date. Dmitry Mendeleev passed away on this date in 1907. Uh, legendary boxer John L. Sullivan passed away on the state in 1918. Uh, Jop Eden passed away on the state in 1925. Uh, legendary, uh, well-known, of course, for playing your famous monsters, including, of course, the Mummy and Frankenstein. And, of course, also was the narrator of the How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the late Boris Karloff, passed away on the state in 1969. Uh, lead singer of the of the group, I believe it was the Sex Pistols, Sid Vicious, passed away on the stage in 1979, and great, and of course a, a great actor indeed, Philip Seymour Hoffman, passed away on this date in 2014. Uh, <clears throat> also, like I said, uh, on this date, 1863. Uh, uh, this man was forced to find a new job when the Civil War struck the Mississippi River. Of course, we all know Samuel Longhorn Clemens turned to writing, and of course, he would become otherwise known as Mark Twain. So, ladies and so, so like I said, like I said that's so that's when he, I believe, he actually started writing was in 1863. Now, of course, ladies and gentlemen. Here's your movies and television history right here. On a stage in 1940, Frank Sinatra performed at the Lyric Theater in, in Indianapolis, his first as a featured singer with the Tommy Dorsey Orchestra. On a stage in 1950, the first broadcast of What's My Line on CBS. On a stage in 1955, the first news conference on network television. Of course, it was with uh, Eisenhower, uh, President Eisenhower, of course, and it was on ABC. On the day in 1958, WRIK, now WLUZ-TV Channel 7 in Ponce, Puerto Rico, uh, PTC uh, affiliate, whatever, of course, that means. I'm not really, I'm not 100% sure, uh, begins its broadcasting. On the day in 1969, KMST-TV Channel 46 in Monterey, Salinas, California, a CBS affiliate begins its broadcasting. On the day in 1970, the 27th Golden Globes. Uh, and of the Thousand Days, uh, actor John Wayne and actress Genevieve Bujold uh, win awards at this event. On the state in 1972, Tom Stoppard's play Jumpers premieres in London. And also in 1973, the rock music show The Midnight 
Midnight debuts on NBC. <clears throat> Some birthdays to speak up here, ladies and gentlemen. Frank Lloyd was born on this day in 1886. He would pass away in 1960. <clears throat> Farrah Fawcett was born on this date in 1947. She would pass away in 2009. And like I said, uh, TV chef Ina Garden today turns 74 years old. Some passings, as we said, of course, Boris Karloff passed away on this day in 1969. The great Gene Kelly, best known of course, uh, Singing in the Rain, uh, passed away on this date in 1996. And we said actor Philip Seymour Hoffman passed away on this date in 2014. On this date in 1957, actress Elizabeth Taylor, who was 24 at the time, marries for the third time to producer Mike Todd, who was 47 at the time. On this date in 1963, filmmaker Francis Ford Coppola, who was 23 at the time, marries documentary filmmaker Eleanor Jesse Neal, 26 at the time in Las Vegas. On the state in 1976, actress Gloria Swanson, who was 76 at the time, marries writer William Duffy, who was 60 at the time. On the state in 1985, NFL running back, broadcaster, actor, <clears throat> and of course, um, who would become, of course, a very who would become notorious for the, uh, one of the biggest trials of the century. Simpson marries his second wife, Nicole Brown. Although, of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, she was murdered in 1994. Of course, they said OJ was found uh, not guilty, but a lot of people have been debating that for ever since that ever since that ruling came down. On the state in 1997, American Idol judge Paula Abdul, who was 34 at the time, marries sportswear designer Brad at the Beverly Hills Four Season Hotel. Okay, now let's go to your music history and birthdays right here. On the state in 1633, M. Rossi's opera, Erminia Sul Gordano, premieres in Rome. 1731, George Friedrich Handel's opera, Poro, premieres in London. On the state in 1762, Thomas Arne's opera, Zeriers in London. On the state in 1795, Joseph Hayden's 102nd Symphony in B premieres. On the state in 1823, Giochino Rossini's opera Samurai premieres in Venice. On the state in 1900, Gustav Chopinier's opera Louise premieres in Paris. On the state in 1914, James Royce Shannon's musical Chamin Du premieres in New York City. And on the state in 1926, three men. Dance, dance the infamous Charleston for 22 hours. As we said today, Shakira turns 45 years old. And I also said on this day, 1979, we lost Sid Vicious. Uh, the, I'm talking about the lead singer of the Sex Pistols, of course. And also on this day, 1996, we would lose the actor and dancer and singer Gene Kelly. As we said on 1904, blues singer Gertrude Pridgett marries comic William Rainey, 1997, Paula Abdul would marry Brad Beckerman at the Beverly Hills Four Seasons Hotel. On the same 2008, singer-actress Catherine McPhee, who was 23 at the time, marries producer Nick Kokos, excuse me, who was 42 at the time at the Beverly Hills Presbyterian Church in Beverly Hills, California. And on the same 2008, the French Republic President Nicolas Sarkozy, who at the 
three Mary supermodel turned singer Carla Bernay, who was 39 at the time, at the Elysee Palace in Paris. Let's see. No, okay. And now that your sports history and birthdays here, folks. On this day in 1876, baseball's National League formed at the Grand Hotel with teams in Boston, Chicago, Cincinnati, Hartford, Louisville, New York, Philadelphia, and St. Louis. On this day in 1892, the longest boxing match under modern rules, which was, like I said, 77 rounds in Namoki, Illinois, was between Harry Sharp and Frank Crosby. On say 1924, Nor- Norway's Thorley Hall- Hague takes the cross-country double at the Shoma Winter Olympics when he wins the 18,000 Hague, also the 50K gold medalist. Uh, a couple of moments in 1926, of course, both the Austro-Asian Championships in Adelaide. First, the women's tennis, Daphne Akers Cousins retains title, beats Esna Boyd Robertson, 6-1, And in the men's and an all-Australian final, John Hawks beats James Willard, 6-1, On the day, 1943, Cubs return to original uniform after experimenting with a vest. On the day, 1944, baseball meets in New York City to discuss post-war action. And on the day, in 1949, golfing champ Ben Hogan was seriously injured in an automobile accident. As we said here, folks, uh, the legendary football great George Hallis was born on this date in 1895, but he would pass away in 1983. And and two notable passings here, folks. Uh, John L. Sullivan passed away on this date in 1918, and Jop Eden passed passed away on this date in 1925. And of course, also here, folks, one wedding to speak of, of course, 1985, of course, when O.J. Simpson would marry Nicole Brown. And, of course, that lasted until Nicole Brown was murdered in 1994. Of course, you know, O.J. Simpson would, of course, be uh, would be found, of course, not guilty. And, of course, that was, a, that was a very tumultuous time, of course, when that trial took place and everything of that nature. But, of course, it was indeed a big time, a big time event that took place. And now, ladies and gentlemen, let's go back to 411mania.com as we, of course, bring you, of course, four uh, stories coming in here, uh, courtesy of our friends at 411mania. And, of course, we will get you all prepped up for tonight's edition of Revolution, episode 1101, coming up here at 9 o'clock. Jeffrey Harris posted this story here tonight as Trevor Murdoch slams Matt Cardona, says he won't change who he is for Cardona. Busted Open Radio recently spoke to NWA World Heavyweight Champion Trevor Murdoch, who labeled Matt Cardona as an attention whore. Here are some highlights via WrestlingInc.com. Trevor Murdoch will not plan to change his outlook on social media based on Matt Cardona. Murdoch says, well, when it comes to the Twitter followers or the social media crap, I'll be honest with you, I wasn't pushing the social media stuff before I won the title. And I sure as hell aren't going to push it afterwards. No offense, I'm not changing my changing for a guy who has come into a company randomly and decides to tell me exactly what I need to do to fix everything. His thoughts on Matt Cardona, Murdoch says, Matt is an attention, is an attention whore. He'll hop from company to company, take 
whatever he can to get over the most possible and leave. For the last two and a half years, almost three years, I've dedicated my life to one company. I promoted one company. I've spoken and represented one company because I believe in their ideas. I believe in their vision. I sure as hell believe in the people that are running this company and the boys are working their butts off to put up a different product for the NWA and the fans. On the story that he was mean to Cardona and WWE, Murdoch says, stupid butt story that I mean, I was mean to him in WWE. He forgot to tell you the other half of that story. The fact that Kate and I were asked to work with him because there were no tag teams. The reason why he was mad and said I was mean to him is because Trevor and Lance <clears throat> didn't want to do the finish that they had brought that they had brought up and didn't fit the story. Then we were already in an angle with the Hardys about to win the tag titles, but we offered to put them over because we had after the Hardys. But it's okay for Matt to come on here and say a five-second soundbite, and everybody thinks I'm the meanest guy in the world. So I'm sure this, this thing between Trevor Murdoch and Matt Cardona is going to be continuing on here for, of course, I'm sure a long time, of course, to come. Sorry about that here, folks. Okay, here we go. Uh, our next story right here, Joseph Lee actually has some, now has some in details coming in on this year's WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony. PW Insider has details on this year's Hall of WWE Hall of Fame induction ceremony, which will happen during WrestleMania weekend in Dallas. The current plan is to air the ceremony live on Peacock and the WWE Network at 10 p.m. Thirty-first until midnight on April the first. It will happen at the American Airlines Center after that night's SmackDown taping. It will not be a separately ticketed event, but simply a free addition to the SmackDown taping. But of course, we have not heard officially, which I'm sure between now and between, of course, now and WrestleMania, they'll probably start announcing some potential inductees for this year. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. Just to this story here, as Keith Lee, Killer Cross, and others are now officially free agents. Back in November, WWE released several talent, several talents from both the main roster and NXT, including Keith Lee, Killer Cross, and more. As they were released on November the second, they are all now free agents. The main roster talents released who had 90-day non-compete deals included, of course, Keith Lee, Killer Cross, Mia Yim, Ember Moon, Davy Boy. Boisner, Oni Larkan, Grand Metalik, Lynch Dorado, Eva Marie, and Nia Jax. The NXT talents had 30-day non-compete deals and have been free agents for months. That list includes Taya Valkyrie, B-Fab, Scarlett Boudreaux, Blake Christian, Jesse Kamea, uh, Jeet Rama, Z Zeta Ramir, and Katrina Cortez. So hopefully, like I said, they'll be able to find something here, of course, obviously in AEW. Impact, NWA, Major Wrestling. Hopefully, maybe they may be used for maybe when they try to re if they try to revamp Ring of Honor. But of course, hopefully, like they'll be able to find some sort of work. Of course, here very very soon. Joseph Lee posted this story here tonight. <clears throat> uh, as CM Punk apparently fears Hook, as you know, Taz's son Hook says he doesn't want to go to jail for hurting a teenager. In an interview 
with Kanan via Fightful. CM Punk, who once told Taz to send Hook, said that he fears the second-generation wrestler, but not for the reason you might think. CM Punk said, if you look at if you look at Cody, he's a big one. I'd really like to mess with Cody and his fans. Mr. I don't want to be a bad guy. I'll tell you what you're going to be. Young Bucks. I'm always backstage pitching ideas for me and a tag partner against the Young Bucks. I really would like to tag with Brian Danielson. I'll fight him too. How about John Moxley? I've never wrestled John Moxley. I wrestled Dean Ambrose. Would love to wrestle Kenny Omega. I don't know what's going on with Kenny though. I read what everybody else read. And I bear thing, hear things about surgery and whatnot. I don't know how positive or true that is. I just know he's banged up, and I'm glad he's taking some time off. When CM Punk does wrestle Kenny Omega, I want him to be 100%. There are so many dudes. How about Hook? That kid, for the first time, somebody's making memes saying, so-and-so Hook, CM Punk fears Hook. Yeah, I do 100%. I'm 43 years old, and he's like 16. I don't want to get in trouble. You hurt a teenager, you go to jail for that sort of thing. So I don't know if there'll be anything. Obviously, I don't know if there'll be anything said, of course, from Taz about that or not. But we'll just have to wait and see, of course, what will happen there. On that note here, folks, I want to thank you for joining us here tonight for episode number <clears throat> for episode number 291 of WCWS Outside the Ropes. Uh, be sure, like we said, to join us once again at 9 o'clock for WCWS Revolution, episode number 1101. As, of course, as I was saying before, we will have your wrestling news and views and history and birthdays. Plus, also, ladies and gentlemen, our thoughts and opinions about last night's edition of NXT. Some, uh, some of course, results come in for, for tonight's edition of AEW Dynamite. We will also, of course, ladies and gentlemen... <clears throat> Talk about, of course, the remaining uh, three matches from this past Saturday's Royal Rumble, which include the mixed tag match and both the men's and women's Royal Rumble matches. And also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we'll get you up to date here on the four championship pole matches that we currently have up and going here right now. As you know, the AEWS Holiday Bash Champion, as, of course, John is defending currently against Ian McWilliams and Jody Valentine. <clears throat> Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the WCWS Greatest Royal Rumble Championship. JD, of course, is currently is currently, of course, defending that champ is currently defending that belt. And of course, obviously, we are. Uh, he's a, he's almost got he's almost pretty much uh, uh, right now. Looks like he's guys back to court wall here a little bit, but that uh, as he, of course, is facing. Um, let me see. But who do I who did I say he was? Uh, oh yes, he was currently facing, of course, uh, John, as well as the uh, loose cannon Shaquille Cole Cephas, uh, the Ken Club's Mitt Patel, and also Byron J. Brain. Uh, we'll give you some insight about that. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, Jared Thornton, uh, also involved in this, as well as Ian McWilliams and Todd Robinson, are facing each other in a fatal four-way match. To see who will become the brand new WCW US Shockmaster Championship, of course, a belt, of course, that was previously that was held by Senor Antonio Gutierrez, of course, as you know, due to the due to, of course, the sad, sad passing of Senor Gutierrez. We are, are of course, having to, of course, uh, have another match to determine the brand new champion. 
Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, the Impact U.S. Emergence Championship, as, of course, currently uh, <clears throat> um, Derek Frommett, uh, Justin Carter, the Godfather of Soul, Justin Lewis Fleming, Danny from Oak Park, and Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds are currently competing, of course, for that championship. So, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> we'll let you know, of course, if any, we, we do have any updates, of course, any uh, about any changes, of course, in those in those matches, of course, as well. <clears throat> Plus, some other, of course, some, probably some other surprises will come to your attention coming up here, of course, uh, this evening on Revolution 1101, 138055 pound, of course, coming up here tonight at 9 o'clock. Outside the Ropes, episode 291 is a broadcast of the WCW US radio network right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your pop culture connection. Be sure to check out all of our, also all of our groups, of course, here on Facebook, ladies and gentlemen, as we get everything posted from classic game show moments to classic cartoon moments. And, of course, most importantly, ladies and gentlemen, classic wrestling moments here as well, and also keeping up with some of the latest uh, wrestling news, of course, as well. So be sure to check out all of our groups, BCWUS on Facebook and all that, as we continue to keep tabs of everything going on here in the wrestling world, but also keep you entertained on other fronts here as well. Uh, take care and God bless here, folks. Please continue to stay safe out there. Of course, this pandemic is still looming around here uh, every, and everything, so be sure to, of course, to really, uh, really, of course, ladies and gentlemen, uh, <coughs> uh, be sure to, of course, um, really, of course, take it easy here as we, of course, continue to uh, 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 get past all this. Hopefully, we'll get back to some degree of normalcy here. Uh, some say it might take a while, but other people are saying, of course, it may be sooner. But we'll just have to wait and see, of course, for, for uh, obviously, of course, uh, for uh, we'll have to wait and see, of course, for what, what will actually happen. So take care and God bless here, folks. Please stay safe. Keep yourselves safe all your family safe here of course here ladies and gentlemen um and of course like i say keep your hands clean keep yourself clean and of course be doing a whole lot of praying here folks because like i said when it comes to when it comes to of course needing that old that ultimate cure ladies and gentlemen the power of prayer is a lot stronger than any known vaccine out there and of course despite the fact that the government doesn't tell you tell you to do any of this stuff right here you know prayer is a does of course have all the power Hours. So definitely just just try that for a little bit, and who knows, ladies and gentlemen, you might you might start seeing you might start you might start seeing something here that you probably would never you you would never ever expect. Indeed, take care and God bless here, folks. <clears throat> and as always, of course, ladies and gentlemen, since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is of course. The only here, ladies and gentlemen, the W, the W, the, 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 excuse me, I'll say in a minute. Since 2015, your source for everything in the world of pro wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, WCWS Radio Network. Take care, of course, folks, and God bless.
to the WCW US Radio Network. <laughs> 